welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, I'm going to be talking about... Um, improving your gear slash trips and kind of going through it step by step. Uh, I apologize in advance. I have a little bit of a cold, got paint all over my hands because I was actually working on the truck today. Um, some kind of exciting stuff that uh, I'll probably touch on here in the near future. But uh, but yeah, going to be talking about improving your gear and kind of improving your trips. I've kind of briefly touched on this stuff before in other episodes. Uh, you know, I've, I've always mentioned, I, whenever people ask me, and I get this question a lot, you know, what is the best blah 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 gear that I should get for overlanding or I'm new to overlanding what do I have to have to go overlanding right um and kind of my answer is always you know just go and you'll learn what works best for you right um so in this episode I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that and I wanted to touch on you know some specific examples of what gear I changed and kind of how I progressed through that gear and and what I learned from that to try and hopefully you know speed you guys up a little bit, save you some time, save you some money, make things a little bit easier on you when you're deciding what to prioritize first, how to prioritize that stuff, and uh, yeah. So again, these will be examples. So you may have slightly different things, but I think it'll still help you um, kind of decide what to prioritize. And then again. Because these things are fairly common things that I think a lot of us uh, have dealt with or are dealing with trying to upgrade, uh, it should be pretty helpful for everybody. So um, before we dive into the episode, of course, as always, just wanted to touch on my featured partners. Um, if you look in the description down below, there will be links to all these guys. They are all awesome. They're all like, you know, just kind of companies that I've built a relationship with one way or another and, and uh, they've... You know, got awesome gear. They've got awesome customer service. They've got a cool website. You know, there's just a million different things that make these guys unique. So you should definitely check them out through those links down below. And you know, if you find something on there, buy it from them. It's nice to support small businesses. So, um, you know, Trail Built Off Road mentioned them before. Uh, I got my wheels and tires through them. It was an awesome experience. I recently uh, actually, I haven't released it yet. On Tuesday, there will be a video coming out. Um, on my YouTube channel, talking about the ordering experience, how, when the tires got here, how that all went. So more details coming on that here soon, but definitely check them out below as well. If you do buy something from them, there is a drop down in the menu when you check out that says, how'd you hear about us? If you could click all things overlanding just so they know I sent you. Um, of course, Overland Addict, uh, great, great guy. He is on a trip right now. I'm super jealous of him. I saw him go live on Instagram earlier today and I was stuck at home working on my truck. So, um, <clears throat> but Overland Attic, great guy, awesome shop, tons of great gear. Um, again, click through that link down below, buy some stuff off his site, check him out for sure. Cause he's got a bunch of good deals and good stuff, uh, for Overlanding. And then last US bag, of course, as always, uh, been working with them for a really long time. They have amazing quality gear. Uh, they build bags for overlanders, right? Uh, the guy that I work with there is actually an overlander himself. Actually, there's a couple of them there that are, you know, heavy into overlanding. So they know their stuff. They're building stuff that works really well for us. Like my trash bag is awesome. My happy camper that I use for all my kitchen stuff. Amazing quality care. So definitely check them out through that link below as well. Um, and then last but not least, Northology Adventures. Again, fantastic free digital magazine. I've actually got one of these here from Core. Uh, yeah, Northology Adventures. See that? She has a van now too. A big 4x4 Quigley converted uh, van that's pretty sweet. So definitely check out that magazine as well. If you click through that link below, scroll to the middle of the page on her website and subscribe for the for the monthly magazine. Um, so that's it. So let's dive into the episode. 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys. So again, on this episode, wanted to kind of briefly touch on how to improve your gear. And at the same time, it's going to improve your trips, right? And again, the goal of this is not going to be to talk about spending a million dollars. I do want to touch on briefly, though, what I've learned in the last few years, which is being cheap is not always the cheapest option. Um, And what I mean by that is I'm really, really cheap, like really cheap. Like I I literally have kept all the bolts and stuff from like stuff that I've ever bought. Like I have a whole drawer full of like random bolts and nuts and things like that from like fog lights or, you know, ditch lights or things like that. If I didn't end up using some of the bolts, I've kept them because I'm like, Ooh, then I might use these someday. That's how cheap I am. Right. Um, but what I mean by being cheap, isn't always the cheapest option is, and I'll give you some examples here in a second of like gear that I've upgraded. I've been through five, six, seven, eight, ten iterations of chairs, for example, or sleeping solutions. Um, you know, I've, 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 and I've spent a bunch of money on that. Where if I would have really sat down and thought long term, like, what are my goals? What are my trips going to look like? What do I want to do? Where do I want to see? That kind of stuff. I probably could have shortcutted myself and saved myself several of those things that I ended up buying. While cheap, I bought multiple things of them. And now they're sitting in my garage or I'm going to be, you know, giving them to Goodwill or selling them for five bucks or ten bucks a piece for a chair or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So, again, prioritizing stuff and then thinking through it really thoroughly. So if we go through this, I want to go through this kind of step by step, right? So the first thing that you should be thinking about, and and I stand by my original statement in the opener of this, is you just got to go and you got to get out there and you got to take trips and you will start to see the holes in your setup, okay? That's 100% true. That is my best advice that I can give you. Because again, these examples that I'm going to give you are mine, but you may have totally different sets of challenges. You might have like a really kick-ass like gazelle tent already, and and you're very comfortable in that tent. You've got a great you know inflatable mattress or something that you use or memory foam or what. You may have a great setup already. You may sleep inside your vehicle and have a bed built in the back and stuff. So you know sleeping arrangements for you may not be a big deal or something that you need to learn about or grow in. Um, but you know, maybe your cooking stuff is your weak point. Maybe your storage solutions are your weak point. Um, maybe your chair is a weak point, right? There's, there's a million different things, but again, until you get out there and you start to see it, um, and at the same time, maybe not even weak points, but overabundance of gear. Like I'm really bad about this because I'm cheap and I, I enjoy buying gear and testing gear. I open my drawer sometime and I'm like, why do I have like three different kinds of shovels? Right? Like I have I have that little tactical trowel thing that I bought. I have that folding shovel that I did a review of not too long ago. I have a full size shovel. Like I have all the I have so many shovels. And I recently went through, I will be fair, I recently went through and I cleaned it out and I've gone just to the breakdown aluminum handled sort of mid-size shovel because it folds up really small. I don't use a shovel that much, but then when I need it, it's not like I have a trowel or a little folding shovel, like a little army shovel. I have like a pretty good size shovel. It's maybe not quite a full size, but I also saved all that weight out of the truck and got rid of the big full size shovel that was mounted in my rear hatch. So, you know, that is an example of it, right? The shovel idea, like... I, you know, I did, and I do use a shovel probably more than a lot of people. Just, I like to clean out the fire pit. I like to kind of make everything clean. I like to 
clean up around camp and stuff. I like to, you know, dig out all the ashes and actually make it into a, like a real fire pit when I go to a, a new site in Indiana because they're oftentimes, they're just filled up. Like nobody takes care of stuff. Nobody cleans up after themselves. So that was something that I had to learn about. That was something that I, I saw that I was using. And then I had to, again, buy multiple things to get to the point where I fig- finally figured out the size shovel, the foldability, the small size of the shovel um, that I ended up with. So anyway, so go out on those trips. This is, you know, sort of tip number one. Go out on the trips, start to prioritize. And when I say prioritize, it's way easier to be like, I had a bad experience with this and now that's my top priority. But is it really? You know, you have to think about those things. So um, it's like, let's say you went on a trip, right? And let's say that your, you know, you didn't have any storage options. You don't have any crates. You just kind of had stuff tossed in a backpack and like threw some things in the back seat. And you went out there and it was really hard to find stuff and you had to dig through stuff to get to another thing. And then once you got that later on, you wanted to use another thing that you had seen, but it got buried back under the pile of stuff. So like storage is definitely on your mind, right? And then later that that trip at camp, you'd go to cook, right? And you've got maybe one of those like single burner cheap Coleman things that screw onto the top of a one pound bottle and it's slow to heat up and it's it's not very fast at like boiling water or cooking things. You have to find a level surface to set it on because it's really tippy. Um, you know, maybe you spilled the boiling water on yourself. Maybe your pot is like a really small backpacking pot and it wasn't big enough to cook whatever you were cooking in or trying to cook in it. Um, you know, so maybe you had a bad experience with, with cooking too, right? And then let's say later on you go to sleep, right? And it's cold that night. And you have a sleeping bag that you've just had for years, but it's like a 30 or 40 degree bag and it gets down to 20. Um, And you're really uncomfortable and you can't sleep and you have a really bad night of sleeping, right? When you go home, whatever's the most painful is going to stand out to you and you're going to have a tendency to immediately prioritize that. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but... You know, you just kind of have to think about like to me, so out of those three examples that I just gave, right? So your storage solution sucks, um, your cooking setup sucks, and your sleeping bag sucks. Are most of your trips in the winter? Like if you went and you brought a 30 to 40 degree bag, was it because that was all you had or was it because um, you weren't expecting the temperatures, right? Is where you where you camp or overland normally warmer? Like do you really need a zero degree bag and a wool blanket and you know, hot hands and and all that jazz to go where you go? Or do you live out west where it's warmer and maybe it just got a little colder for one night, right? Um, So maybe while that may have been the most painful and you didn't sleep and that's kind of top of mind and that was the last thing that happened to you when you were camping, you have to look back at all the things. Like for me out of those three things, storage would be my first priority. And here's why, because you are constantly digging through gear. You're looking for stuff. If you're not organized, if you don't have things where they need to be, it it makes it impacts your entire trip, right? Also, that's one of those that's fairly easy to remedy and fairly straightforward to remedy and pretty inexpensive. Like buying some Plano crates at like 20, 25 bucks a piece and buying two or three of those, really inexpensive and gives you a good way to, you know, siphon off certain pieces of gear into different, you know, storage units. Um, and then once you start to get that figured out, then that's going to make the rest of your trip easier. But here's the thing too is, another reason why I would prioritize that is, your storage solutions are going to impact the gear that you bring, right? So like that Coleman little single burner is kind of nice because it's really small, but then you don't want to buy like a big, huge stove that's not going to fit in your storage container, right? You don't want to buy a big, huge zero-degree sleeping bag that doesn't really compact down that's going to fill up in half of an entire tote or a full entire tote by itself. Um, so that will the storage solutions will kind of help you craft the rest of your gear and what you can bring with you. Um, 
But again, that's my opinion, right? If if you're like, you know what? No, I always want to be comfortable and that is the most important thing. I care about that more than, you know, having an easy way to cook, more than having a convenient storage solutions that help me get my gear in and out and get me ready for a trip faster, then go with that, right? But all I'm saying is it's nice to take a, a mental inventory of, of how the trip went, where the, the holes were, and then really think about them. Not just say, I'm going to go buy a new sleeping bag. I'm going to buy a $200 stove. You know, I'm going to buy blah, blah, blah. I'm going to build a drawer system, right? Like really think about the pain points, lay them out. Like a lot of the times what I will do, and this sounds weird, is I'll either use my notes app on my phone, or sometimes I even bring like physical paper with me and I'll make notes. Sometimes I'm kind of weird. Sometimes I'll, <laughs> I'm being too honest here. Sometimes I'll like take notes on a trip, like the entire trip. Now you guys post up in the comments below and tell me if, if you guys do that. So I don't feel so weird. And if you say, no one does that, then I'll feel more weird, I guess. But um, <clears throat> like, I will literally write down like my starting mileage. I will write when I stop for gas and stuff. Sometimes I will write, especially when I have my dash cam running, I'll write like timestamps of like when I saw something cool or interesting. So I can go back and look at it and pull it off the, the camera later. Um, <clears throat> and then a lot of the times what I'll use that for is notes on the trip. So I will, you know, I'll be like, hey, I, I forgot my propane tanks for example, and my one pound propane tanks and I couldn't cook my food. So I had to pull out my backup sort of like grill thing that I can put over a fire and cook that way. It just didn't work as well. And, you know, I'll make a note about that. Um, but I have like, as a result of those notes, like that happened once where I forgot my propane tanks and I literally couldn't cook my food. And so I was like trying to like fat, I was like, do I like take a pot? I, so I took a pot. What I ended up doing was I literally took a couple of rocks and I raked some coals over into it and I took a pot and I set it on top of the rocks and I had to cook like a hamburger in a pot, like a backpacking pot because it's all I had, right? I was like, well, I either am going to be hungry tonight or I need to figure something out. But so then from that, then I had this little small size, uh, sort of like a metal grate with folding legs that you can set over a fire. And I was like, you know what? That would have made it a hundred times easier. It's really small. It's not that heavy. I put it beside my drawer system. So I just got it. And I have used it like two or three times where I either didn't want to pull out the stove for one reason or another, or forgot something, or, you know, it was just easier to cook it over fire. I had hot dogs and I preferred to cook them over a fire, for example. Um, so that's the kind of stuff where I will take notes on that and I will write down, you know, like, Hey, this was pretty bad and here's what I want to change and you know here's an idea or here's something someone else used if I went on a trip with multiple people if I see someone else with a piece of gear where I'm like you know what that would be killer for me like that I would use that all the time and you know I asked them about it and they told me where they got it and how much it cost and all that stuff I'll write those down in a note and then when I get back that's the kind of stuff that in between trips I'm a weirdo I know but in between trips I'll be thinking about that stuff I'm looking on Amazon I'm adding things to my list you know I'm and I'm thinking through it but then again I don't I try I used to just buy everything right away I used to come home and like order six things after every trip and then I get all these things and then I have an abundant like I said I have too many things I have boxes full of things I'm selling things I'm giving things away I'm my cheapness and my impulsiveness work together against me to actually make me waste more money um so I'm trying to save you guys that same pain, right? Like, don't be like me. Don't just immediately come home and order a bunch of stuff. Come home and write down some notes. Come home and think about it. You know, do a SWOT analysis. This is fun, right? I like uh, just thinking about gear and, like, trying to figure out solutions. And a lot of the times I'll try and figure out a solution that I can either build myself or do myself or, you know, get for inexpensive um, as long as it makes sense and it's a long-term solution, right? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... 
Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Um, I'll give you another example. So recently I went on a trip and I had my fridge freezer in there and, and my fridge freezer, if you've seen it before, is an Alpacool. It's great. I actually really, really like the fridge. It's a good size, 58 quarts. It's not humongous, but it's not tiny. Um, but it has, the door opens one way. It opens a long way. And with my Xterra, the hatch opens up in the back, so that lid hits it. So if you've, if you've ever seen me at camp, I don't even think about it anymore. I'm just used to it. But you'll see me open it, put my head in it, and put the lid on my head and like reach in there and get stuff out. That's how, that's how I've solved the problem for $0. But then the other day, I saw somebody else that had like a really nice, really fancy uh, tilting fridge slide. So I started looking them up. They're $400. Um, they're really nice. They're really cool. And my thought is, I have, so again, if you've seen my drawer system, I have a 36-inch drawer slide that comes out and holds 250 pounds. Um, and it, my fridge sits on top of that right now. But so my thought was, what if I got a slider, a fridge slider that I would just attach where the fridge sits? So the fridge sits in the same spot. But then when I pull the drawer out, I could, you know, unlock those locking latches for the slider, pull the fridge out, and tilt it. Like, that would be a game changer. So now I'm, I've started to watch some YouTube videos. I'm starting to think about it. There's, there are some DIY options out there. They don't have very great instructions, so I'm probably going to have to figure it out. So if I do that, I will let you guys know. At the same time, though, I'm thinking the locking drawer slides, the metal that I'm going to need to fabricate it, all the designing, all that sort of stuff. I may end up spending as much money doing that myself as if I could just find a cheap tilting drawer slide or a non-tilting drawer slide and figure out a way to make it tilt. So... I'm working on that stuff, so that may be coming here in the future. But where I'm going with that is, you know, I figured out that problem. I didn't just impulsively go out and spend $400 on a thing. I didn't, you know, because that's a lot of money. And I also didn't just start, like, hammering random pieces of metal that I had around. I've been thinking about it. I've been like, is this really a priority? Um, so, you know, that is, that's where my mind goes. And that's kind of how I, I make a list. I will literally make a list of future mods is what I call it for the truck. So I have a whole Google spreadsheet where I keep these things and I just type in like a description. I type in like an approximate price or what I think it will cost. Or if I if I'm something to buy, I will put a link in there with a price next to it so that I know how much it would cost. And then I look at that spreadsheet constantly and I, I go through it and I go, hmm, I think I've had enough instances now where I could really use that tilting drawer slide. You know, maybe that is the one to prioritize compared to the rest of these things. I think that's my next project, right? Um, so again, just lay the things out. Don't be impulsive like me. Think through them. Make a list. Um, and then prioritize them based on what you've had the worst experiences with, what you've had the best experiences with, what you feel like would really change your trips for good um, to help you both improve your gear and or your trips. It doesn't always have to be buying things, right? It could be processes. It could be, um, you know, I'm always late when I leave. And then when I get to camp, it's getting dark and then cooking sucks and I don't get as much time to enjoy the fire and I can't find firewood because it's dark out. And, you know, so maybe you need to be thinking about your processes too. An example of that would be, you know, even a year, year and a half ago before I had my drawer system, before I had my rooftop tent, like packing was a huge hassle. 
and not forgetting stuff was a huge hassle. And the way that I had stuff laid out, I had multiple Plano crates spread in my basement to my garage, kind of everywhere. And I just threw stuff in it. And then I would have to go through six different Plano crates to find the stuff that I needed for a trip. So if my wife suddenly said, you know, noon on a Friday, like, hey, if you want to go camping tonight, take one of the boys and go camping. And then I'd get all excited, but it would take me three, four hours to like find all this stuff, pack it up, recheck, make sure that I didn't forget a million things and then get out of there. And then it'd be six thirty, seven o'clock and it's getting dark by the time we get there. We got to set up camp. We got to collect firewood. We got to cook. We got to, you know, it's, it's just, it's kind of a nightmare, but so process stuff could be part of that too. When I say improving your gear or your trip, um, but think about like where your hangups are. Think about, you know, what, what takes priority, right? Is is being late the biggest thing or is is that a, another symbol of you just not being organized enough, right? Like in that example I gave, I, I should have been more organized with my Plano crates. I probably should have put a label on it and been like cooking and recovery and, you know, like labeled them and then kept certain things together in the different crates rather than just randomly throwing them in whatever had room in it, right? Um, so, but process improvements can definitely be part of that as well. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, so again, I've kind of talked through a lot of my sort of ideas for how to do this stuff, how to prioritize stuff. Um, I've given you some examples. You guys have heard me talk, and I don't want to belabor the point, but you guys have heard me talk about my chairs, how many chairs I've had, right? So that's another example where I bought literally the cheapest. Actually, we were using like old Walmart camping chairs that we just had. But then every time you get to camp, it's uncomfortable. They break, you know, you get there and, and as soon as you sit down, one of the bolts pops out of it and your chair's broken and the rest of the trip sucks because you don't have a good chair. And then I moved up to like the Coleman director style chair with a little side table and that was really nice. Um, but it was fairly expensive, 50, 60 bucks. I mean, not like really expensive, but it was way more than like a 15, $20 Walmart chair, right? So for me, it was like a two and a half, three times increase in cost. Um, and then the, sh the stitching started to kind of rip out on it after a little while. So then I, I changed to like one of those aluminum folding, you know, pole chairs, but it didn't have the high back cause I went cheap and it wasn't very comfortable and it sat really low to the ground. And so then I got a click chair and I really liked the click chair, but that was almost a hundred dollars. And again, it doesn't have a high back. It's, it sets up really fast, which I like, but it's not quite as comfortable as one of the higher back chairs. And so now I finally settled on those G4 free chairs. I'll put a link in the description to all these chairs I'm talking about if you want to check them out. That um, has the high back is the aluminum pole type chair. It's really lightweight. It takes up very little room. It fits in my drawer system, which is nice. So I just always have it with me. Um, but so again, it took me six, seven different iterations to get through that before I got to where I'm at now. Now, I bought a two-pack of those chairs for like 60, 70 bucks, I think, for two of them, which is a great deal. But I had to, I bought a $90 click chair, a $60 Coleman chair, a $20 Walmart chair, another $35, $40 aluminum low-back chair. Like, I've spent hundreds of dollars. I could have bought like a Helinox chair, which is like 150 bucks. But I was like, no, those are too expensive. 
But so I, I wasted my time. So again, if you can be smarter than me, if you can be less impulsive than me, that's just another example of how you could, you know, really think about the long term. Like think, what do I want? I want comfort at camp. Start doing research on what are the most comfortable chairs for overlanding or camping, right? Um, look at the prices, compare them. Because I guarantee you, if you Google right now, like best chair for camping or best chair for overlanding, you're probably going to see a lot of stuff about Helinox because they're really good chairs. Um, I talked to Eric from Hourless Life. He used to be Jeepsies um, on a, a chat thing the other day. And he mentioned, he's like, we've had these Helinox chairs for years. They are the best chairs we've ever had. And that dude lives out of his Jeep. Like his family, they live out of their Jeep. Um, so that was a ringing endorsement, right? And so now I'm kind of like, well, maybe if I just spent the 150 bucks, you know, four years ago and I still had the same chair and I didn't have to keep buying new chairs all the time, it would have been worth it, right? So, you know, that's that's where I'm going with the whole, you know, you don't always, being cheap is not always the cheapest option, right? But so again, that ties into the improving your gear and your trips by prioritizing stuff, really thinking long-term, thinking through it, and then selecting your gear based on your budget, and then also the longevity of the gear, how long it's going to last, and also whether it matches the type of trips that you want to take. Um, so that's what I mean by I wanted to go through it kind of step by step. I wanted to give you my sort of rambling... <laughs> ideas for how I approach them, how I document the stuff when I go on a trip, how I try not to jump right back into it impulsively when I get home and buy a bunch of gear, but rather make a list and kind of constantly think through it and constantly sort of see where I can make improvements and that will have the most impact. Um, so again, I hope that that's helpful for you guys. Um, I wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter this week for you. Um, but again, hope that was helpful. Um, post up in the comments down below though. And let me know how do you guys go about selecting your gear? Have you been impulsive like me? Have you wasted money? What are the best chairs that you bought? What were like big time saving things that you've done to make you be able to get out quicker? Um, I'd love to hear from you guys and get kind of your feedback and stuff like that. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you for that too. Um, like I always say at the end of these things, it's kind of just, you know, I got to do it. Um, down in the description below are links to Facebook, Instagram, the podcast if you're on YouTube, uh, YouTube if you're on the podcast. Definitely consider coming over and subscribing on all those channels as well because I put out a ton of content that, you know, may go on one but not the other. So it's kind of, there's always different stuff on all the different channels. So if you're on those those platforms and you want to hang out, definitely come and subscribe. Love to talk to you. Um, other than that, down in the description there are will be links to everything I talked about on this episode. Also links to patches. And definitely go to the website and check out the patches and stickers. For right now, I've got all things overlanding stuff. But I do have... Um, some new patches in the works that I should be getting in the next few weeks. So I'm super excited about those. Don't want to let the cat out of the bag too early. But um, when you get to the website too, there is on multiple pages, you'll see a thing that says like, hey, sign up for our newsletter. I am starting to like try and at least once every month or two, send out an email update that will have some exclusive stuff in it that I don't drop on all the social channels or put on YouTube necessarily, like the new patches, that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes I might ask you guys questions like polls and stuff like that. Um, so just trying to keep it kind of fun and light and interesting and, and useful for you guys. Um, but so if you see that and you want to subscribe to that, definitely drop your email in there and, and click subscribe to the newsletter. Again, I'm not going to bombard you with stuff, but just once or every month or two, I'll send you something just to keep you interested. Um, so, but again, thank you for listening. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Um, thanks for subscribing and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Yeah.